Did you watch Biden's disastrous speech last night? Oh my goodness. I did not watch it. And if you didn't either, it's okay. I've got all of the clips, all of the need to know stuff, all of the crazy from last night on today's episode. Hi, I'm Julie Barrett, and you're listening to the Women's Blaining Podcast. I am also the founder of Conservative Ladies of Washington. We are an organization of like-minded ladies and gentlemen in the state of Washington. We are working hard to advance the conservative movement here in a very deep blue state by electing conservative candidates and educating and empowering Washington state citizens to stand up, speak up, and take real action that can create change in this very deep blue state. You can learn more about our mission, the work that we're doing, and how you can join us and support our mission and get involved by visiting our website, conservativeladiesofwa.com. That's conservativeladiesofwa.com. And we are launching our national platform, Conservative Ladies of America, very, very soon, any day now. It's November, and we are super excited for the launch. As soon as our website is finished and ready, we will be officially launching. So stay tuned for more details. I can't wait for this movement to expand to the whole country so that all of you in Washington and beyond can join us in this movement to take back our country and save America. Well, speaking of saving America, we have a vegetable president in the White House who is doing his very best work to take America into the ditch and to ruin this country that we all love so much. And last night's speech was just another example of how bad things truly are. So six days out from an election and the president who you would expect to get up in a speech and tell you about all of the great things that his administration and his party is doing for the country, you would expect him to get up and talk about all that. But nope, he didn't do that. Instead, he talked about the mega extremist Republicans. He talked about uh, how we're already setting out to steal the election and to claim election fraud. It was very dark, very creepy, and of course, he was incoherent a lot of times as per usual. In this first clip, he's talking about the mail-in ballots, the mail-in voting, and how more Americans than ever before are casting their ballot by mail-in voting, which go back to 2020 when they used COVID as a means to really make mail-in voting uh, widespread throughout the entire country. Several states, including uh, Washington state, already had mail-in voting, but they used COVID to make it available uh, throughout the entire country and to really advance their agenda for mail-in voting at large. And so here he is talking about how more people are voting by mail-in ballot. And because of that, we won't know for days after the election what the results are. It takes time to count all these ballots. We want Americans to vote. We want every American's voice to be heard. Now we have to move the process forward. We know that more and more ballots are cast in early voting or by mail in America. We know 
that many states don't start counting those ballots until after the polls close on November 8th. That means in some cases we won't know the winner of the election for a few days until a few days after the election. It takes time to count all legitimate ballots in a legal and orderly manner. It's always been important for citizens in democracy to be informed and engaged. Now it's important for citizens to be patient as well. That's how it's supposed to work. I mentioned to you in a previous episode that I had made a tweet that I was holding my ballot until election day. And I always do this. I've done this for the last few years with all of the funny business that goes on here in Washington state. I don't want to turn my ballot in early. I want to check the Secretary of State website, check to make sure that my ballot has not yet been counted. And then I take my ballot to a drop box on election day. And for me personally, whatever is going on, whether it be true or false, this gives me a feeling of security and that my vote actually matters. And I didn't vote for 12 years because I didn't feel like my vote counted. So I will do what I need to do to protect my vote. And as far as I know, uh, they say that we can cast our ballot up until 8 p.m. on the day of election. So I don't understand why I get flack for wanting to take my ballot to a drop box on election day. If you want it earlier, then move the election day up earlier. But if you're going to tell me that I have until 8 p.m. on election day to vote, then don't fault me for voting on election day. But here in Washington, a few people, including people in the Republican Party, have said that that's conspiracy theory or you're helping Republicans lose if you vote on Election Day and they need to know who has voted so that they don't call you. I've never been called by the GOP or by any candidate. So um, I'm not wasting the GOP's money. I'm not wasting a candidate's money. And if they want tips on some ways that they could spend their money more wisely, I'd be happy to consult with them on that. But as far as guilting me into casting my ballot early, it's not going to happen. And then you hear Biden talking about how they don't even start counting ballots until after the election until after the polls close, right? So if they're not even counting the ballots early anyway, then what does it matter? All of these mixed messages are very interesting and make a person be very skeptical about the entire process. How is it that other countries that aren't as technologically advanced as the United States, how are they able to get election results so much faster than we are? How are they able to get results same day or next day? But we in America, we have to wait days. And of course, we know, at least here in Washington, I'm thinking particularly of our Senate race with Tiffany Smiley and Patty Murray. If that race is close and let's say Tiffany wins it by a very thin margin, it's going to get tied up in recounts for many weeks to come. The Democrats aren't just going to let her win and not cry foul. That for sure will happen. So we really need to have landslide numbers, huge margins, so that the Democrats can't say that we're cheating. Because as you see here in Biden's speech, he's already setting the stage. He's priming the American people to believe that the mega extremist Republicans are already planning to cheat. We've already rigged the election. 
Now, extreme MAGA Republicans aim to question not only the legitimacy of past elections, but elections being held now and into the future. This is the struggle we're now in, a struggle for democracy, a struggle for decency and dignity, a struggle for prosperity and progress, a struggle for the very soul of America itself. This is also the first election since the events of January 6th, when the armed angry mob stormed the U.S. Capitol. I wish, I wish I could say the assault on a democracy had ended that day, but I cannot. You have to give the Democrats and especially Biden credit for how they find a way to tie absolutely everything to January 6th. So we've got mega extremist Republicans who are already setting up to cheat and question the election, and we are a threat to our democracy, and it all ties back to January 6th, and this is the first election since January 6th, and the mega Republicans are, are already wreaking havoc. That's the message that he is sending out to the American people. He wants to vilify everybody on the right, every Trump supporter. So, you know, if you have, you know, I particularly think about like my parents and my in-laws and people who watch the mainstream media who hear this stuff and they don't know any different because that's all that they're hearing. They're only hearing from that one source. And so I really want to encourage you, while I know when people are talking about us like this, it's really easy to want to shrink back I believe that by not speaking up, by shrinking back, by being afraid of the narrative and being afraid to speak out against it, that's the true threat to democracy. By our silence, we are allowing these people to get away with their agenda, to advance their narrative, and to truly take over our country. And you're seeing it all throughout the United States. There is a huge movement going on right now that's shifting to the Republicans. People across the country are feeling what's going on under the Democrat Party. We've got these high gas prices. We've got inflation that's at a 40-year high. Our children are not going to school and learning reading, writing, and arithmetic. They're learning diversity, equity, inclusion. They are being taught critical race theory. They're being taught that they can pick from, you know, 156 genders and be whatever they want. People of all political persuasions are seeing and feeling what is going on in our country under this administration. So this is the time. The time is now that we cannot shrink away from this and we must speak up and we must speak truth. And by all means, we must vote. Now, in this last clip, he talks about the Paul Pelosi attack last week. And I thought that when I very first heard it on Friday morning, when I woke up and I heard the news that Paul Pelosi was attacked, and of course, I don't condone violence and I hope that he makes a full recovery, but I immediately thought we have an election in less than two weeks. They're going to tie this to January 6th. They're going to pin this on the Republicans. And sure enough, they have totally used this to advance their agenda and to make MAGA Republicans look very, very bad and look like violent criminals when we know that the 
suspect in this case is not a MAGA Republican. He has a pride flag outside of his home that has marijuana leaves all over the flag. He has a BLM sign on his house. He lives in a nudist commune. He lives in San Francisco. Like, do any conservatives live in San Francisco? So this guy is the opposite of a MAGA Republican, but they are still using this attack to pin it on the MAGA Republicans. Take a listen. It just, I, it's hard to even say. It's hard to even say. After the assailant entered the home asking, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Those are the very same words used by the mob when they stormed the United States Capitol on January the 6th, when they broke windows, kicked in the doors, brutally attacked law enforcement, roamed the corridors, hunting for officials, and erected gallows to hang the former vice president, Mike Pence. He compares this attack on Paul Pelosi to January 6th and that there that the assailant went in there saying the same thing that the January 6th people said, you know, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? I hope that sane people, intelligent people are not buying this garbage because that's exactly what it is. And there are so many missing pieces of the Pelosi story. We're not hearing any updates on Paul Pelosi's uh, condition, which is very suspect. You would expect to see Nancy Pelosi speaking or somebody giving an update on his condition, a spokesperson or something like that, so that the public knows that that he's going to be okay and that he's going to recover. There's a lot of information. There are a lot of details in this case that are being covered up intentionally. There is a lot missing that we, the people, are not being told. So I encourage you to use your critical thinking when you hear news about this story or any other story like this that seems really suspicious because these people are willing to go to great lengths to protect their positions of power and to continue to advance their agenda. And it's important that we be eyes wide open, that we use discernment, and that we not back down from the truth. So that's my little summary on the whole Biden speech from last night. I didn't watch the whole thing and Hopefully you didn't either. It's probably a half hour or however long it was that we would never get back. But these are some important clips that I wanted to share with you so that you had some talking points or kind of knew what was happening. And and mostly I just want to encourage you to be sure that you get out and vote. Vote Republican down the ticket. As my friend Tyler says, a vote is not a valentine. You're not professing your love for a candidate. It's a chess move for the world you want to live in. So while you may not align with the Republican candidate on all issues, they are probably, most likely, almost always 100% surely to be the better candidate than the Democrat. The agenda of the radical left Democrats is very evil. And in order to protect our children and to protect our country, we must vote for Republicans in this election. And I believe that we will be sending a strong message to everyone in power, whether it's in Washington, D.C. or in your state capitol. 
I think we are going to see a red wave. And a couple of weeks ago, I wouldn't have said that. I was not seeing this coming. So there's a lot of momentum. So be sure to cash in and be sure to tell all of your friends, all of your family, everybody you know who's eligible to vote to get out and vote. I am going to leave it there for today. And I look forward to chatting with you again next time. 